Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores. Happy Thursday. <laughs> brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 543, January 21, the year 2021. 52 degrees on this day in 1908, and 32 below in 1888. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic. With Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the Newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your Flashlight King, Fireworks Commissioner, and Keeper of Common Sense, your Mayor, Joe Souchere. Why don't we start with getting the corrections out of the way? Ah. Good idea. I wish you people would take your responsibility more seriously. <laughs> this one's for John. We'll start with John. Okay. In the interest of being fact-based, I feel the need to correct Mr. FYI's statement. Ronnie Spector, whose voice is very distinct, obviously sang for the Ronettes. I believe he was thinking of Darlene Love when he was speaking of the singer who sang on many of Phil Spector's recordings. I saw Ms. Love a couple of years back at the Ordway, and she told the story of recording He's a Rebel, a song she didn't even care for, only to find that Spectre had released it with the Crystals as the artist. Also, mm -hmm. I believe it was Gold Star Studios in L.A. that Spectre mostly used and employed their wrecking crew for his musicians, Jeff Pedro and Roseville. You accept that, John? Uh, I accept uh, part of it. I think he recorded a lot in New York early, though, too. Well, I I, but the, let's just stick, let's just let's just stick to the Darlene Love part. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is for Kenny. Specter thing too, though. This is for Kenny. Please okay. let Kenny know that blue washer fluid is good to twenty below. He had a bit of misinformation on that yesterday. Brian from Duluth. Oh, there's more for me though too. Chief I got Reagan. it. Don't worry okay. about wait, it. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, I have to wow. amend that correction. Yeah. Because it was 14 below when I had the blue stuff in the 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 dum dum run vehicle, and it froze solid. I I could not use it at all. I can't help you with that. <laughs> okay. The chief writes, uh, "Good day, Mr. Mayor. Happy Positive Thursday to the dummies." Just a quick note of clarification for the GL Hayseeds <laughs> wow. comment regarding a soldier. <laughs> carrying a weapon with no magazine in the well. In accordance with Titles 10 and 18 of the United States Code and accompanying DOD instructions, the Guard can support civil authorities when necessary to enforce laws, prevent and control civil unrest, etc. In reality, due to leadership philosophy and unit-specific guidance, the Guard is under much stricter control and protocols when it comes to use of force, rules of engagement, and arming stat status. The Guard was armed... Uh, with ammo last year in Minneapolis, just as they were in D.C. They were likely in weapons green or hold status. The following was a quick summary of arming status for rifles. Green hold, no magazines in well. It's carried on your person. Amber tight, magazine in the well, but no round chambered. Red free, magazine in the well with a round chambered. Uh, keep in mind, these arming uh, status states are usually consistent with the force protection condition or local threat level. Dumping sea foam into every tank I owned, signed the chief. Nice. That's what I, the only thing, well, one of the things I miss about doing radio is we would have received those phone calls right away. 
and uh, we would have been able to put them on the air and then kill another five ten minutes of air time. <laughs> yeah, but I don't do it. I don't work that way. I don't kill time. I have. I don't. I need all the time I can have. Oh, and I've God told you a thousand times. Shit. I've told you a thousand <laughs> times to quit saying that. A thousand. God, grab the net. We got to get this big one in the boat. <laughs> and I'm not off the hook. I said yesterday that I was made privy to some tinfoil hat wearing people that noted 13 flags behind Trump. <laughs> And uh, I just blindly reported that, well, that that's, represents the 13th letter in the alphabet, which is Q. Of course, Q is not the 13th letter of the alphabet. Whoops. M is the 13th letter of the alphabet. <laughs> and your two support staff there just said, yeah, 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 yeah sure, yeah, Joe, yeah, you're the that's boss. From, uh, <laughs> that's from Dylan. We'll come back to Dylan. We now have to go to Stephen. It sounds like the Tinfoil Hat Society might be getting their math lessons from you. I count the letter Q as the 17th letter and not the 13th letter. All right, now back to Dylan with one more for Kenny. <laughs> Wow. Traffic I like guy this segment. Traffic guy. <laughs> traffic guy, there were fifty stars on the flag in nineteen seventy six. There were thirteen stars oh. in seventeen seventy six. But Did I, we, in your defense, I think you were you had some sort of commemorative flag, didn't you? Uh, I can turn so you can see it. Do you see it there? Yeah. yeah in nineteen seventy six they yeah. issued uh, like I don't know, a throwback flag. And yeah. that's the one that's hanging on the wall in my office. So well, is that I, it? You know what, Joe? This is today's a job. correction. Ow, John. Oh, yes. are you okay? Uh huh. This, this is one of those conversations where later in the day I thought, did we do that on the air? <laughs> yeah. The air? yeah. Well, Happens all the time. I, I guess we did it on the air. <laughs> I would just like to say, on behalf of all the listeners, that uh, I'm free and clear, and I will give you guys. Uh, the scan bucket. Well, Chris, you obviously haven't talked for the last two days. Then, <laughs> probably true. Sorry. <laughs> May I make an observation? Uh, I don't need me. your permission to. I'm going to anyway. It's your show. That's it. <laughs> I'm really tired of and willing to analyze this whole political concept of celebrating firsts. The first uh, transgender secretary of health, the first, uh, let's use Kamala, the first uh, female black Indonesian vice president, the first. It's meaningless. It's meaningless. As, as the left uses the concept of the first, what they're really doing is just identifying one more uh, political identity they can bring into the fold. It has nothing to do with competence or achievement. And as you look throughout the world, being the first at something means nothing. Uh, yesterday at the inauguration, I believe, the kicker for Vanderbilt, the female soccer goalie who appeared in a college football game this year, was signals as the first to have appeared in a game. Well, she wasn't any good. She didn't kick it very far. She might be one hell of a soccer goalie, but that didn't necessarily translate to competence and efficiency on a male-dominated football field. But let's stick to com let's stick to anybody who's called the first. It has nothing to do with anything. It's it's meaningless. And to prove it's meaningless, all you woke euphorians and people who live in Liberal Lakes and Diversityville, all you gotta do is ask yourself one question. God forbid your child needs heart surgery. Do you want the first heart surgeon right. or do you want the best? Right. There you have it. Um, Let that sink I, in. I, I, I just want to say one thing. That's one small step for man, 
one giant leap for mankind. Mm -hmm. That was a first that mattered. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. But this idea of here's the first kicker, here's the first transgender health secretary, here's the yeah. first female woman of color. She was a threefer, uh, black, Indian, and and uh, a female. And okay, great, good luck to you, Kamala. But it's meaningless. It's meaningless unless it is used to describe the left's success at bringing into the fold one more person they can claim as a victory for their identity politics it has nothing to do with achievement or competence and uh god forbid your child is ill do you want the best heart surgeon or do you want the first there you have it folks there you have it I'm glad i got that off my chest me too me too yeah. this whole concept of being first is meaningless it means nothing 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 Nothing. At a point. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Are you going to stay with the inauguration last night for a while? Uh, I think it was. Uh, it, it had its enjoyable moments, and it was somewhat uh, refreshing. But I did detect tones of things that that I uh, will probably end up talking about as the years go by. I I understand that half the country is elated that. Uh, former President Trump is now out of office. That's fine. I, I, I get it that we're a divided nation. That's okay. I get all that. But th this celebratory tone of now all of our problems are behind us from last night. What? Are you kidding oh. me? Chris, See, I, have an, I, have an opposite to, I have an opposite take on that. I have an opposite oh. take. All right. The vibe I detected is that our nation's wounds have never been worse. Really? And we're, and we're here to to save us from these wounds. Uh, I, I, thought, I thought the tone of it was uh, bleak, to tell you the truth. And if I hear that bleeping Bruce Springsteen what, sing start. one more government-approved go. song, I'm going to puke. Don't start. Oh, gotcha. you, you, you knew he wasn't going to be able to resist, John. I can't help it. This guy's. I'm on Such's side here, Jeez, John. Weiss. I can't he, help it. You guys don't know anything about rock and roll. I really I can't. You might as well have had Huey Lewis in the news up there. <laughs> yep. Well, I happen to like Huey Lewis in the news. Yeah, but of course, government music. They that's sing government that music. Was that a Sam Kinison line, right? Yep, it is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. <laughs> So you John, you're as you easy to get. You're as easy you can't to get do as it I today, am, fellas. Sorry, no. Nope, if, if you can start, stop arguing for a second, uh, Joe. I think both you and Chris kind of are saying the same thing, but you just saw it in a different light. Yeah. But you're saying the same thing. I, I think it was neat to see grandkids in the Oval Office and they're watching TV, and I, I sensed a degree of family and sincerity there. I, 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 much of that was, you know, speaking of which, whatever happened to this poor Baron? Did you see the memes on the note le uh, Trump left for uh, Biden? Please feed, please feed Baron twice a day. <laughs> oh, I missed that. Oh, that's Where so is that poor kid? Where is that poor kid? Well, Honest to God, mom probably got him away from the spotlight, don't you think? Well, he didn't fly. He didn't fly back to Florida with him yesterday. Oh, they probably snuck him out of there before. I bet. I bet they did that. too. Yeah. Yeah, they've been pretty protective of him, and thankfully, the press has left him alone. Well, kids are supposed I, I, to be off part. limits. Yeah. I think there was much that was refreshing. I think there was much that was uh, enjoyable. Uh, 
but it, uh, definitely a, a different vibe, a different tone. Uh, certainly a, anything would have been a different tone than Trump's. Anything would have been a different tone. And I like that Clinton and W and Barack had some kind words. And, uh, you know, it was, uh, it, it, it was an effort that they wanted to reveal, that they're here to, to uh, shake things up, try to unify the country. I, I think he's got a big task in front of him, big task. I wouldn't have started by ending the Keystone Pipeline. Well, you knew that was coming. How many jobs are we talking there, Joe? A friend of ours was tweeting or uh, texting us yesterday. He said four thousand, but I haven't been able to confirm that any with any other sources. Well, I've read as many as eleven thousand. Oh my word! Wow. There's a great editorial in today's Wall Street Journal. It says President Biden issued a blizzard of executive orders on his first day in office, including a diktat to revoke the permit for the Keystone XL pipeline. This is a slap at Canada, and it sends a message to investors that playing by U.S. rules provides no immunity from arbitrary political whim. Mm-hmm. TC, TC Energy, formerly TransCanada, has been stuck in the quicksand of American politics for more than a decade. A 2004 executive order requires the State Department to approve cross-border projects. In 2008, TC applied for a permit to transport up to 830,000 barrels of crude per day from the Alberta oil sands to U.S. refineries uh, on the Gulf Coast. The Obama State Department found five separate times that the pipeline would have no material impact. (coughs) Excuse me, I couldn't get to the off button in time. No, they're going to be okay. Uh, Hello? The Obama State Department found five separate times that the pipeline would have no material impact on greenhouse gas emissions since crude would still be extracted. Shipping bitumen by rail or tanker would result in 28% to 42% higher CO2 emissions and more leaks. No matter, President Obama in 2015 rejected the permit as an oblation to the Paris Climate Accords, which we, of course, have rejoined. President Trump gave the right-of-way, but legal challenges by anti-fossil fuel groups marooned the pipeline and ran out the clock on the Trump years. Now Mr. Biden is yanking Keystone's permit and rejoining the Paris Agreement. Neither action will matter to the climate. Of course it won't. Since 2000, the U.S. has led the world in energy-related emissions reductions as natural gas from shale hydraulic fracturing has replaced coal in power production. China's Paris commitment doesn't require it to cut emissions for another decade. Russia's are set to rise for years. Last November, Russian oil giant Rosneft launched a massive exploration project in the Arctic. Killing Keystone won't keep fossil fuels in the ground. It will merely strand billions of dollars in Canadian investment and kill thousands of U.S. jobs while enriching adversaries and alienating an ally. Alberta Premier Jason Kenney has promised to use all legal avenues available to protect its Keystone investment if Mr. Biden killed the pipeline. Well, didn't he kill it yesterday? He did. Mm Mm-hmm. 
A source says TC and unions tried to persuade the Biden team by explaining Keystone's benefits to progressives, including 10,000 American union construction jobs, steel pipe made in the U.S., a $10 million green job training fund, $500 million for indigenous suppliers in jobs, and 100% renewable power to operate the pipeline. No luck. And so TC announced layoffs yesterday. On day one, Mr. Biden has already managed, already managed to kill high-paying working-class jobs. Expect many more losses, since on Wednesday, Mr. Biden also ordered executive agencies to review all Trump environmental policies, including auto and appliance emissions and land and species protections. Mr. Biden is sending an early signal that the climate panic will trump nearly everything else in his administration. The unstated but operative message from the Keystone Bill is that he will use regulation and permitting to do the dirty work. And Kenny and I have a mutual friend who really got on a rant about this. Yeah, and did some math for us, Joe. And notes that, uh, let me see if I can find it here. Yes, I have it right here. Uh, a rail tank car carries about 30,000 gallons. Uh, 42 gallons in a barrel, that's about 700 barrels. A train of 100 cars carries about 3 million gallons, 70,000 barrels, and takes over three days to travel from Alberta to the Gulf Coast, about a million gallons per day. Which is safer for transporting, transporting crude uh, oil? Transpor transporting crude oil. Rail, truck, pipeline, or boat? Well, it's pipeline. On average, it costs about $5 a barrel to transport oil and gas by pipeline compared to $10 to $15 a barrel for rail and $20 a barrel by truck. Okay. In a nutshell, that 100-car tanker train is hauling 3 million gallons of oil at a cost of over $1 million, three times more than a pipeline for the same amount of oil. So what, what we're going to have here uh, is just uh, obviously much higher gas prices. Because gas yeah. isn't going away despite the wishes of the new administration. It's not going away. Yeah. Well, uh, since it's positive Thursday, can I take a stab at it? Sure. He's setting himself up for a stunning loss in four years from now. <laughs> I I believe, and well, and this will be an interesting look at the new administration. I am going to cling to hope that he will be made to see the folly of killing that permit for the pipeline. I, I uh, and that'll be a big test of his ability to uh, to work hand in hand with everybody, uh, all four hundred and thirty five of them. Right. I, I think I think that it'll be a a big revelation and a ray of hope if if Joe Biden can be made to understand that look you're really what you're really demonstrating here is a knee-jerk reaction to environmentalism and this has nothing to do with the environment this has to do with business this has to do with the price of oil this has to do with the price of gas at the pump this has to do with the working man you are so fond of representing this has to do with jobs this has to do with payrolls and and to eliminate it uh i'm just clinging to hope that that he's going to see that wisdom i really do i'm gonna i'm gonna take well, the bright side on that as long as it's positive thursday out of everybody in that party he should be the one that understands this. 
And uh, Justin Trudeau, you know, same side of the aisle. Mm -hmm. This is a running kick to the crotch of Justin Trudeau. Right, right. And the world continues to uh, to laud the United States' return to the climate fight. Well, Joe, we have a crisis on our hands. We don't have a crisis. Well, we have a crisis of vaccine distribution. I'll give you that. Yeah, they're not getting that right. World leaders breathe a sigh of relief that uh, Joe Biden is rejoining the global effort to curb climate change. All right. Yeah, British Prime Minister Boris Johnson is happy. Uh, Emmanuel Macron uh, is happy. Uh, Angela Merkel is happy. Scientists say we're running out of time. They've been saying that for 30 years. Experts say any international efforts to keep global warming well below 2 degrees Celsius, 3.6 degrees Fahrenheit, uh, read, which dog is that? Not mine. I'm trying to do a show here. <laughs> which dog is that? Is that Kate or Larry? Larry. Here. Is that Kate or Larry? Upstairs. That's Catherine. <laughs> Honest to God. I think she's done. Do you wonder why we have to have a correction segment? Because I'm interested constantly by animals <laughs> making funny body noises. Uh, you think other podcast hosts have to put up with this, Joe? No, I don't. Woof. <laughs> Scientists say... T- Chris. <laughs> Scientists say time is running out to reach the goal because the world has already warmed 2.2 degrees Fahrenheit since pre-industrial times. The vanity here is beyond my comprehension. To believe you can turn some dials, change the way we live, and you'll, you'll put nature in a slot where you think man, human, people, will be in harmony with nature. We cannot be in harmony with nature because nature is unknowable. Yeah. We are knowable. Nature is nature not. Is, uh, nature's more than willing to kill us. More than mm-hmm. willing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned COVID briefly there, uh, and it reminded me there were a bunch of fun tweets going around last night from the right side of the aisle. Here's just an example of it's uh, basically the same theme. How many thousands of Americans died today from COVID while the Biden administration does nothing but (laughs) throw a celebrity party with Tom Hanks and Bruce Springsteen? So they're just getting right up in his face right away. I got a question about that. Do you think that, you know, like Demi Lovato and Katy Perry and the Foo Fighters and Bruce Springsteen and, and Tom Hanks, do they get paid for that or would they just do it out of honor? Mm, I would John? think you don't get paid for that, wouldn't, wouldn't you agree? I, I would I, assume. I, I'm, I'm inclined to believe that maybe hmm. you got your airplane ticket picked up yeah. by the inaugural committee, but yeah. I don't think you could have commanded your fee. Did no could you? Hanks get paid? I didn't watch any of it, but I did hear uh, Gaga's uh, song this morning. My goodness. Oh, it was good. She, She's got oh, the pipes, yeah, she? she can sing. She really she can. She's just a wonderful vocalist, yeah. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> uh, I'm not, I guess I can't find anything if he got paid or not. 
I'm here to report that the Grundhofer's new Town Ball meatloaf is flying off the shelves. More than 150 pounds of meatloaf left the shelves since 3 o'clock last Friday and just over the weekend I when it was announced. Stopped, Did you get there? I stopped yesterday afternoon. Please tell me they had some left. A, the parking lot, again, was packed. Uh, right. This would have been about 4.30-ish in that time yep. frame. Uh, there were about five left. Town Ball, yep. the Town Ball meatloaf. There were five left. I know they were restocking it. I only grabbed two. I left. Right. I left three. So, oh, so a watch is still in effect. Yes, a watch would would still be in effect. But it, yeah. it was amazing. And the, uh, I forget the young man's name that helped me out. He said, "You're gonna love that." He had no idea who I was. He said, "You're gonna love this. It's great." Yeah, I can't wait. I'm, a- I'm having it tonight. I can't wait. This, of course, is Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo on Highway 61, right at the north end of Hugo. I wish to remind you that if you love to make soup at this time of year, Grunhofer's has a variety of soup meats and whatever else you need to make soup. Bones, right? Don't you stick a big bone in the pot when you're you're making the soup? Uh, New equipment is arriving Monday, and the new production space is on schedule to be completed by the end of this month. So even more and more product will be available to the uh, GLers who arrive there drooling with their tongues out and uh, begging for more and more brats and steaks, burgers, and that new Town Ball meatloaf. It's meatloaf with bacon in it. Chris will give us a review. Uh, you are, in fact, having it tonight? Yes, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to have it tonight, so I'll, I will have a review for you, sir. I would expect, I anticipate, I demand, <laughs> as I worked my way up the ladder there, I demand a review Tomorrow for that Perfect. town ball meat little. After all, it has been named essentially for you. Right. I can't wait at, to try it. At Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats at the north end of Hugo, right on Highway 61. I've got a buddy, Bob, who has three New Year's resolutions every year, and truth be told, he rarely succeeds at accomplishing his goals. He's not alone, by the way. Only 10% of us do accomplish our New Year's resolution. Then it hit me. Bob should call the Canopy Group. Why? Bob wants to read more, and I'm not going to be able to read to him. Bob wants to lose 20 pounds, and I'm sure not the guy to help him with that. But I can help him with his third resolution, and that is to save money. How's he going to do that? by handing this resolution over to the 30 professionals at the Canopy Group. They will help Bob save money on his home and auto insurance and have better coverage at the same time. Their 16 companies assure Bob's success, not only just this year, but they will do this for Bob every year to be sure he has the best coverage at the best price. New clients save more than $800 annually. Hand your New Year's resolution over to the Canopy Group and be part of the 10% with good old Bob who succeeds in accomplishing at least one of their New Year's resolutions, call 800-967-3389 or visit thecanopygroup.com. All you bobs out there, get with it. 800-967-3389 or visit thecanopygroup.com. You'll learn more here by accident than elsewhere by design. Here's Joe Suchere. As soon as you hit that bumper music, Catherine started lapping up some water <laughs> in the background. Uh, Scoot Over Body Works and Glass in Shoreview is our one-stop family-owned third-generation body shop, the sole sponsor of Positive Thursday here at GL. Mike Schoonover, not on the line today, but 
Scoot Over Body Works on, uh, they're on E in Lexington and Shoreview. They've been receiving more love letters. I have one right here, this love letter, from somebody calling himself the Fireworks Commissioner of oh. Garage Logic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and here for a dramatic reading of that letter is my friend Joe. Hi, Joe. Dear Mike, thank you for the wonderful work you did on the glassware in my car. As you know, whenever I have to ha be ride with Patrick Royce, I make him sit in the back seat. He got a hold of a cherry bomb, neglected to roll down the rear window, threw it against the glass, and I lost the rear window, the side windows and the rear doors, and a hole in the back seat. But you guys took care of that with aplomb. It looked fabulous when you were done, and I thank you mightily for it. Sign the fireworks commissioner. <laughs> if you need glass service, bodywork, frame swaps, oil changes, new tires, and a 30 <laughs> Bales gift card certificate thrown in, nice. Uh, may I recommend Schoonover Body Works and Glass? They've been doing it for 80 years, always rated as one of the best shops in the Metro. GLers, thank you so much for choosing SchoonoverBodyWorks.com. Uh, all summer long, when Portland and Seattle were under siege, uh, generally you got the idea from news-gathering institutions that, that they were angry at Trump. Then how was last night explained when uh, Antifa caused major damage in Portland and Seattle again? And I think the only thing we can conclude is that these people don't like America, and they, it yeah. doesn't make any difference if it's Trump or Biden. And I don't know how the Biden administration is going to handle this, but we're talking uh, pepper ball guns, electronic control weapons, uh, shields, fireworks, rocks, uh, just a complete outrage in both Portland and uh, Seattle, uh, both of them accommodated by failed politicians from the salon, not unlike here in Minneapolis. But it's just, uh, it's just amazing. Seattle had property damage and objects hurled at cars. Reporters said demonstrators were protesting against Biden and law enforcement and carried a sign reading Abolish ICE. Uh, multiple windows shattered at the William Kenzo Nakamura Courthouse. In Denver, protesters burned the American flags in separate demonstrations that reportedly involved members of Black Lives Matter, as well as others who chanted anti-Trump and anti-Biden slogans. Authorities said earlier gatherings in Portland, which saw Antifa protesters clash with authorities as they gathered to voice dissatisfaction for Biden, forcing officers to retreat and taking at least one police bicycle. The Portland police said several events were planned in the city just hours after Biden was sworn in and implored, implored, implored the nation to come together. About 150 people gathered at Revolution Hall at 2 p.m., marched to the headquarters of the Democratic Party, and then uh, rioted. They smashed windows and vandalized the building with graffiti. So there is no president that would quiet these people down. No. 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 Right. This is a loosely bound group of anarchists who have nothing in common except a hatred of America. Yes. And now how is, how is Biden administration going to deal with this? Yeah, that's what everybody's waiting to see. Mm -hmm. you, you know, I think Trump was a, a bit hesitant to go in there just because he feared, uh, well, I'm, I'm speculating, obviously. Uh, I, I'd speculate that he, he didn't go in there fearing that he, he would make it worse. I don't know. Or local authorities didn't welcome him in. Uh, 
What's the facts? No, behind local, that, John? Local, you know? local, local authorities did not welcome him. Remember, he wanted to send federal troops. That's right. Yes, and and, yes. and the mayors, yes. the mayors who are as competent as small fry, uh, said no. We don't. We don't want you. Yeah, uh, I think in some instances they actually agreed with the protesters, the city yeah. uh, council members, and mayors of the city. Two yeah, cities. Wheeler, um, uh, Ted Wheeler, right? That's his name. Yeah, and they hate him too. You know. Yeah, uh, and it and was Jenny. To who's the mayor of Seattle? Jenny Durkins. Jenny. Uh, she, she called it a summer of love. Remember. Yeah. The summer of love. Yeah. It was complete vandal chaos. And uh, last night it was uh, out again in full force. And I looked in vain because uh, I don't want to engage in hyperbole. But I could find no coverage of this outside Fox News and then literally going to the Portland and Seattle papers. CNN didn't cover this. New York Times is not covering this. Well, Joe, CNN still got to rip Trump for another you know couple months. Well, forget that. But there, this, is, this is a huge, huge story. Right. They, you you got away all summer, uh, news media. You got away all summer with blaming this on Trump. Well, what are you going to do now? Biden has been no panacea for this. This is going to continue because these people they just don't like us. They just don't like America. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is Jenny Durkin, by the way. Is yeah, this Durkin. Here. Andy No has been covering it, but you know he's obviously labeled as a right wing journalist too. But he he covers it daily. <clears throat> but how can this be excused? This is utter destruction of private property, which is exactly what they want. They don't believe in private property. They don't believe in a criminal justice system. They don't believe in capitalism. They don't believe in courts. They don't believe in immigration policies. What the hell do they want? Because it won't be a pretty sight. Should no. the likes of them win, you don't have a country. No. What do you have? Oh, no, you... You have anarchy. Is what you have you nothing. Have. You have nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It needs to be stamped out. And it has to be. Somebody in Portland and Seattle has to take control. <laughs> that's probably not going to happen, right? I'm guessing. No, that's like asking. That's like asking Fry and Lisa Bender to take yeah, control. Yeah. They're incapable mm-hmm. of taking control. They can't open an intersection for God's sake. <laughs> and, and that's what we fear is going to happen here with yes. you know this our worthless leadership. Have you ever been to Public Market Square in Seattle? Uh, I've been so to Seattle, but only to cover games and never really got anywhere outside oh. of a car, an airplane, and the Kingdom. It's a it's a destination for tourists, and it is so cool. That's where they do the fish throwing at the fish market. It's where the very first Starbucks uh, still stands. That no, and it doesn't anymore, Kenny. It doesn't anymore. Uh, that was destroyed last yeah. night. Yeah, they hit it last night. Yeah. Unbelievable. Well, we do have a bit of breaking news, and sorry, John, if I uh, just saw, I just I, saw it. If I'm yep. stealing a headline from your Go newscast, ahead. but from Go the uh, KSTP news desk, Rebecca <laughs> Omastiak, I believe, is the reporter. Uh, one hour ago, Joe, Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Fry announced that he is running for re-election. The current Democratic mayor said that he is seeking another four-year term. Quote, over the last four years, we've confronted opportunity and hardship together, Fry said in a statement. No, he hasn't. I look forward to continuing to serve Minneapolis as we move into a new era with a shared commitment to build a more vibrant and just city. <laughs> okay there, Jakey. I'm so glad I'm out of that hellhole. Oh, God. Oh, praise the Lord. Oh, Minneapolis, Minneapolis, uh, you're in such trouble. Well, the Twin Cities are 
let, let me start over. Every country, every city closest to the country's, country's tallest buildings is in trouble. Everyone. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah, they were burning flags in Denver last night. Yeah. Yep. So Biden was not the answer. There, I'm sure there were many people in America who thought the election of Joe Biden would soothe these tantrums, would calm them down. No, they're just as bad last night as they were all summer. Yep. It has nothing to do with Biden. It has nothing to do with Trump. These are haters. They hate this country. Yeah, and at this point, it's a blood-in-the-water kind of thing. Mm-hmm. They got away with stuff, and they're going to tre- keep trying to do it. Meanwhile, Biden and Bruce Springsteen are having a makeout session in Washington, D.C. Hey, don't start, Olson. <laughs> well, I... <laughs> it's just... Uh... It's just amazing. You want the first heart surgeon, or do you want the best? <laughs> well, wait. Is the first heart surgeon transgender? What was the other uh, couple of attachments we can? I couldn't care less what they are, as long as they are the best. Right. Exactly. exactly. Right. They, they could have a tail growing out of them. I don't care. <laughs> they could have an I anal horn. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Just as long as they're the best. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> This could produce anal horns and a r- liquid fluid running from your ears and nose. <laughs> oh, Johnny, let's let's uh, oh. let's calm everything down and have old Johnny Height come back with the newscast. How's that? Okay, All that's right. good. <laughs> University of Garage Logic, 98. College of Self-Esteem, zip, nada, nothing. Here's Joe Suchere. I love a website that doesn't screw around, and that's why I love the way family-owned Moon Motorsports in Monticello, the way they've constructed their landing page in the World Wide Web. In big letters, it says, Ride Ready. And then right there, it offers everything you need to get right to it. Financing, new inventory, used inventory. Uh, and I think... I really think they know what we're thinking. Let's get to it. Uh, by the way, that website, really easy to remember, moonmotorsports.com. Here it is, 2021, 50 years of service, 50 years of selling toys to us folks that like to flip a, flick, uh, flip a flipper or twist a throttle. In those 50 years, they've become one of the best, the premier dealers carrying nine brands, all of them that'll get you down the road, down the trail, over the mountain, or even across a muddy field and into the woods. Uh, I know we're not out riding right now, but it doesn't hurt to dream. Uh, And right now, actually, a great time to save on motorcycles. Wonderful purchase and finance incentives on most of last year's inventory. And we're talking hundreds still in stock and all priced to get you down the road as soon as winter is over. Moon, they have all the shop services you need to get uh, get you ready to if your bike needs service or repair. And BMWs, uh, you owners of Beamers, this is still going on through uh, January. You get free pickup and drop-off for all services through January. Moon Motorsports, they're on the south side of 94 in Monticello and on the web, moonmotorsports.com. Here's John Height. Thank you, Joe. This update brought to you by Fred Lowe's Ace Hardware and Garden Store. Before we get to the news, I, uh, I have a little personal note I'd like to pass along here. Uh, uh, last couple of years, a lot of things have been said about me on social media. And oh, that's, boy. That's fine. I, it comes with the job. I know. I know how this works. It comes with the job. I can take it. But yesterday, one of the worst things ever. What happened? We had a, we had a picture of all of us up, all four of us. 
And our good buddy, the Reverend Tim Christopher, said, all I see is a bunch of Packer haters. He called me a Packer hater. Oh, boy. I've been a Packer fan for, I don't know, 56, 57 years. Right. I mean, Get him on really? the phone, Reavers. Yeah. Get him on really? <laughs> no, so, he listens. Uh, he'll he listens every he'll, day. He'll, he'll hear. He'll hear it. And I'll, I'll expect a full apology, Reverend Christopher. <laughs> well, and you know the beauty, uh, folks, of John's John. I thought you were going to quit. Oh, you had me scared. <laughs> Oh, it's going to quit. And I think for those, uh, uh-huh. especially some of the new listeners that have discovered the podcast, there's a thing that you should know about John and his fandom and his love of sports. Um, it's it's kind of cool. He gets to switch. You know, like if the Yankees are having a good year, he becomes a Yankee fan. If, uh, yeah. you know, the Red Sox yeah. are good, then he'll switch. It's it's, yeah. it's really that a fluid was, situation. So it's that, like everything Chris says, <laughs> none of that is true. And well, I got true, I is root it? for the Red Sox if you put a gun to my head. I, 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 I think it is true, John. And I think that comes from all people that were raised in one of the Dakotas. Well, one of them over yeah, there. Yeah, you just get to pick one. You know, hey, the well, Lakers I, are I, good this year. I picked favorite teams when I was young, and those teams have always been my favorite teams. I, I don't understand what the problem is. The Packers, the Yankees, the Lakers, because my favorite player was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. So, And they still are my favorite team, except I don't really follow the NBA anymore. This is going on much like a town, much, town ball story Much here longer than it should have. Yeah, I agree. Speaking of the uh, Packers, and- by the way, Ted Thompson <laughs> passed away, John. I didn't, yes, he did. I, I didn't see that till just now. Former general manager, only 68 years old. I do not know the cause of death. I just saw it while we were recording the show. But, uh, yeah, that's way too young, obviously. I saw our former colleague Tom Pellicero broke that story. My goodness gracious, that's too young, John. Uh, In news, as we talked about a little bit earlier, uh, this breaking as we're on the air, uh, Jacob Fry said he will indeed run again to be mayor of Minneapolis. Now, uh, one thing uh, he did mention that we did mention earlier, he said his accomplishments included working with Police Chief Madaria Arredondo to change the Minneapolis Police Department, including... Uh, we don't know that. Revising the department's body camera policy, shifting the department's culture, and banning warrior-style training. He also cited his efforts to increase affordable housing in the city. And with standing calls from city council members to abolish the police department, uh, last June, you may remember, Fry was booed and jeered by activists during a demonstration after he told them he did not support dismantling the police department dear lacey johnson do us a favor and run for the mayor of that city oh god Um, help us (laughs) a burst of gunfire in st paul early thursday left two men fatally shot on a sidewalk nobody's been arrested the shooting happened at about 3 30 this morning at the intersection of Payne avenue and north street just west of sweet hollow park a volley of gunfire prompted numerous 911 calls, and officers got there to find the men wounded on North Street, according to police spokesman Steve Linders. Both taken by emergency responders to Regents Hospital, one died soon after arrival, the other about two hours later. No identities have been released yet. The spokesman said at least three people were involved in the incident. He did not offer a motive. Police are asking that anyone with information about the shooting call the St. Paul Police Department. A Mayor Fry of Minneapolis announced that the city can recoup $100,000 for the cost of providing municipal services during a Donald Trump campaign rally held at Target Center in October of 2019. Target Center representatives have agreed to pay the $100,000 to the city after it provided services like traffic control, 
barrier installation, and other services for the event at the city-owned facility. The settlement agreement will require Minneapolis City Council approval. Under the terms of the agreement, the city will work with the target center operators to avoid similar future issues. Today is the first full day as president for Joe Biden, and he's kicking off his national COVID-19 strategy to ramp up vaccinations and testing, reopen schools and businesses, and increase the use of masks, including a requirement that Americans mask up for travel. The new president has vowed to take far more aggressive measures to contain the virus than Donald Trump did, starting with adherence to public health guidance. He faces obstacles with the virus actively spreading in most states, slow progress on the vaccine rollout, and political uncertainty over whether congressional Republicans will help him pass a $1.9 trillion economic relief and COVID Hmm. response package. Well, we got plenty of money, John. Biden officials say they're hampered by hampered by lack of cooperation from the Trump administration during the transition. They say they don't have a complete understanding of the predecessor's actions on vaccine distribution. Biden's top medical advisor on COVID-19, Dr. Anthony Fauci, also announced renewed support from the U.S. for the World Health Organization after the Trump administration had pulled out of the global body. Hey, uh, John, in today's Star Tribune A17, there's a sidebar piece on everything he did on uh, day one. And down at the bottom, it says, uh, revoke Trump's order limiting diversity and inclusion training sessions. Uh, Am I to assume that this is critical race theory being taught in governments? Yes. In federal offices? That's what he did, huh? Mm -hmm. So uh, you're white, you're racist. If you say you're not racist, you're extra racist. Right. Right. Okay. I just wanted to make sure I had that clear. I was alerted to this video by uh, by a GLer uh, by the name of Seymour and Mr. Biden. Excuse me, President Biden and the First Lady are walking up uh, through the White House, and someone in his earpiece says, um, "Salute the Marines," and he repeats it out loud as he's walking by their Marines. Come on, I'd play it, but it's really muffled. Oh yeah, it's like the kid writing name where it said name. (laughs) Oh. Hold My on. Word. Well, you know what? Here, just so I can prove. Let yeah. Me, here we go. Let me see if the volume's up. All right. Yeah, see, it's tough to hear, but he does. Don't, 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 don't play it. We it. don't need it. Okay. Amazon is offering its help to help with the rollout of the COVID vaccine while seeking to get its employees inoculated at the earliest appropriate time, to quote them. In a letter written to Biden and dated Wednesday, Amazon Worldwide Consumer CEO Dave Clark said the e-commerce giant is ready to leverage its operations to help vaccinate 100 million Americans in the first 100 days of Biden's administration. Letter also calls for vaccinating Amazon employees, many of whom are essential workers, as soon as as possible and john you will learn more about that with our guy mr money talk towards the end of the program all right he has some more information on that uh you may have seen uh, and it's become a meme everywhere uh uh bernie sanders with his <laughs> his mittens right <laughs> looking very casual mm-hmm. uh, well the mittens thing has become a story in and of itself uh the mittens here are wearing uh, they look like uh like grandma mittens? I don't know. How what would you call them? They look He looked like he was dressed up to wait in line at the post office. <laughs> yeah, there well, he you had go. the envelope, Joe. Yeah, he had envelopes and his mittens on. Well, those mittens were made by uh, Jen Ellis of Exic Junction, Vermont. Wonderful. Uh, Sanders had on mittens that were distinctly perhaps uh, practical but uh, 
may have looked out of place. In fact, they're all made from recycled sweater uh, sweaters and lined with fleece. Oh, that's hmm. nice. The mittens blew up on social media with people creating funny memes out of a picture of Sanders wearing them at the ceremony. Ellis, who created them, said, I love it that he loves them and that he wears them, and I am totally honored that he wore them today. Here's how it all started. Ellis's daughter, Helen, went to a child care center owned by a relative of Sanders. When mom wanted gifts for the staff a couple of years ago, she had an in who could slip a pair to the former presidential candidate. Ellis said, I think people like a heartwarming story, especially now, as to why the mittens captured so many people's attention on social media. Ellis, who said she's never met the senator, is a full-time elementary school teacher in Vermont's Essex-Westford School District. She upcycles used wool clothes into mittens as a side business, uh, side business to sell at craft fairs or to give to friends and relatives as gifts. Do you guys have a particular favorite meme that you saw with Bernie? Because I, I, I have one that so I discovered many. this morning. Well, I saw the one with uh, where he was sitting in Joe's office behind him as yeah. he's doing the podcast. That one was yeah. pretty good. That one was pretty good. Uh, but yeah. uh, you guys are familiar with the scene from Ghost uh, where they're making the pottery. Yes. Yeah. And uh, there's there's the one where Demi Moore's sitting there and then the Bernie mittens come over the top of her hands. And he's creeping in yeah. the background. That's That one was my was particular favorite, yeah. Yeah, I did see another good one this morning. The fellow that carried the podium out of the Capitol and had now has been arrested. Uh, the podium was now Bernie Sanders in the chair, and he was carrying that out. Of him. <laughs> <laughs> Protesters in the Pacific Northwest, Joe, you alluded to this earlier, smashed windows at the Democratic Party headquarters, marched through the streets, and burned an American flag on Wednesday in a challenge by anti-fascist and racial justice protesters to the new administration of President Biden, whose promised reforms they declared won't save us. In Portland, Oregon, lines of federal agents in camouflage, now working under the Biden administration, blanketed streets with tear gas and unleashed volleys of pepper balls as they confronted a crowd that gathered outside an immigration and customs enforcement building near downtown. Some of the crowd later burned a Biden for president flag in the street. Another tense protest in Seattle saw dozens of people push their way through streets, some breaking windows, spray painting anarchist insignia, and chanting not only about ICE, but the other issues facing America's streets. The conflict in Portland capped a day of demonstrations in the liberal city where different groups of protesters either decried Biden or called for activism to pressure the new president to take forceful action on immigration, climate change, health care, racial justice, and income inequality. Joe Exotic's legal team says they're disappointed that former President Trump didn't pardon the Tiger King star as he now continues to serve his 22-year prison sentence. Trump uh, issued more than 100 pardons and commutations early Wednesday. Private investigator Eric Love, who's part of Joe Exotic's legal team, told Fox News he's not guilty of the convicted crimes. He said 140 million Joe Exotic fans had a hard time getting out of bed this morning. We're disappointed... <laughs> Jeez, Louise. <laughs> we are as disappointed that the president did not sign Joe's pardon as we were confident that he would. It is only because of you 140 million fans that Joe's pardon was even a possibility. On Tuesday night, Love voiced confidence that the Tiger King star would be receiving a pardon before Trump's four-year term ended. His legal team pulled up in a limousine to the Texas prison where Exotic is being held in the chance that he could be pardoned. Exotic shared his own fury over Trump for passing over his pardon in a statement. 
believed to be in his Twitter account, he wrote, I was too innocent and too gay to deserve a pardon from Trump. I only mattered to Don Jr. when he needed to make a comment about me to boost his social media post. <laughs> Meanwhile, the Proud Boys are also turning on former President Trump. In a November 8th post in a private channel of the messaging app Telegram, the group urged its followers to attend protests against the election and declare their undying loyalty to President Trump. But by yesterday, the group's attitude toward the former president has changed. The Proud Boys said in the same Telegram channel that Trump will go down in history as a total failure. As he departed the White House on Wednesday, the Proud Boys, once among his staunchest supporters, started leaving his side on media sites like Gab and Telegram, calling him a sh and extraordinarily weak. Wait, a uh, what? A what? A shill. shill. A shill. Oh, you broke up in the middle of that and it sounded like S heel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, go ahead. No, that's, that's not it. Okay. The uh, jackpot winning Powerball ticket has been sold worth $731.1 million. Wow. It was sold in a struggling coal mining town whose biggest previous claim to fame was being the hometown of baseball legend Lefty Grove in Maryland. It's Coney Market, a convenience store in the Allegheny County town of Lona Coning, that will get a $100,000 bonus from the Maryland Lottery for selling the uh, ticket to the fifth largest lottery prize in U.S. history. Uh, now, just who will collect these 731 mil may never be known. Maryland is one of the states that allows winners to remain anonymous. Oh, we'll never hear from that person. <laughs> but uh, keeping uh, quiet about such a huge windfall could prove difficult if the ticket was bought by a local. Lona Koning is a town of only 300 families that's off the beaten track with a poverty nice. rate of more than 22 percent well oh, above oh, what did i tell you kenny average. what did i tell you yeah. it's uh, you're always right. sold at a right, hole Chris. in the wall gas station in the middle of nowhere well i went to the right people yeah yeah uh, i was about to complain but now that you set it up like that john uh yeah good in oklahoma representative mm -hmm. justin humphrey wants oklahoma wildlife commission to establish a bigfoot hunting season Humphrey represents a large part of southeastern and south-central Oklahoma oh, that's God. infamous for Bigfoot sightings. Oh, they, even, God. they even host a Bigfoot festival every year. Uh, this year's festivities canceled due to COVID-19. If the bill passed, it would be effective November 1st, 2021. In case you're wondering, analysts at the SatelliteInternet.com took a close look at using data reports from the Bigfoot Field Researchers Organization, and Oklahoma does rank in the top 10 for sightings. They are number nine. The state that has the most sightings, Washington. Yeah. The state with the fewest sightings, Nevada. Well, they ain't got no trees. Nevada? Here's, yeah. here's the problem, though. Bigfoot, what? A bipod. Humans, what? A bipod. We, we, we can't go passing hunting seasons on something that walks around on two legs looking like a human. My God, you redneck backwoods boot-licking hillbillies. Get it right. Yeah. Jeez. Pretty, pretty worked up about this, aren't you, Ken? Yeah, really no, is. we don't want this. Yeah, this no. Is a, this is a... Yeah, yeah, yeah no, yeah, that no. means yes, right? Yeah, no. <laughs> I think no, so. Yeah, no, no, yeah, no, no, yeah, no, yeah. No, yeah. Uh, but anyway, not. no, this is a very, very bad idea. Very bad That's, idea. Uh, I would agree.
I would agree. Hey, uh, John, uh, really quick. Yes, there, there is a bit of breaking news out of Hennepin uh-huh. County. Uh, Hennepin County Judge Peter Cahill denied a motion just recently asking him to reconsider having two separate trials for the former Minneapolis police officer's charge in the killing of George Floyd. With the decision, Derek Chauvin's jury trial will begin on March 8th as scheduled. Then former op- the three other former officers will remain joined for trial starting on August 23rd. Uh, prosecutors had asked Cahill to reconsider trying Chauvin in March, arguing that two separate trials would increase the number of court appearances and the chances for exposure to the coronavirus. So there you go. Okay. They're going to be tried separately. Thank goodness. A young, young woman from Israel who was recently crowned the most beautiful woman in the world says she had no idea she was even being considered for the international prize. 19-year-old Yal Shalbia snagged the top spot on T.C. Chandler's latest 100 Most Beautiful Faces of the Year. She said, I was very surprised. I didn't even know I was taking part in this contest. It's exciting and flattering. I don't know why they chose me. I think beauty is so individual and all women are beautiful. The blue-eyed beauty grew up in a large Orthodox Jewish family in northern Israel, moved to Tel Aviv to chase her dreams of becoming a model. Since topping the TC list, she's gained 200,000 new followers on Instagram, where fans can find pictures of her modeling work and daily life, uh, as well as pictures of her in military uniform. Military service in Israel uh, is mandatory. According to the outlet, Shelbio is completing her military service with the Israeli Air Force when she earned the title late last month. I don't think she's that good-looking. She's pretty. I mean, uh, ah, she's all right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Joe, folks yeah. like us, uh, we have no right to stand in right. judgment of well, anybody's looks. Well, that's true. That's a very good we, point. We, we, our opinion They're does looking. not count. That's right. <laughs> you're, I'm looking at this. Uh, the four pictures of all of yeah, us. You're, yeah. you're right, Kenny. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> we need to just keep sh- keep quiet about that stuff. <laughs> hey, a uh, sports note I'm going to throw in the middle of the news here. The Twins have signed a free agent, apparently. They have a verbal agreement with uh, free agent starter J.A. Happ per multiple Yay. national reports. One-year deal worth $8 million, pending the passing of a physical. Uh, it is J.A. Happ, but it's pronounced J. I mean, it's J period, A period for his initials, but everybody just calls him J. Got that? I'm, I'm, I'm unfamiliar with him. He was with the Yankees well, the for a while. Well, the 38-year-old Hap has been yeah. around forever. Last year, he was 2-2 two and two with the Yankees, 3.47 ERA in nine starts. His $17 million option for 2021 was declined by New York. Uh, he's been in the major leagues 14 seasons. The Twins will be his seventh team. He was an all-star back in 2018 when he was pitching for the Toronto Blue Jays. Joe, here's all you need to know about this signing. The uh, pitching desperate Yankees just gave Corey Kluber $11 million, and they didn't want this guy anymore. That's all you need to know about J.A. Happ. All right. Well, they might have wanted him, but I think they'd have paid him a lot less because he had a $17 million option. So sure. I think that's why they released him. Uh, being tall is the giraffe's competitive advantage, of course. We know that. That's a, a Darwin thing. Well, that means scientists were stunned to find two giraffe dwarves recently on different sides of Africa. Julian Fennessy, co-founder of the Giraffe Conservation Foundation, said, We were very surprised. It's fascinating what our researchers found out in the open field. Most giraffes grow to 15 to 20 feet, uh, but scientists working with the foundation discovered an eight-and-a-half-foot giraffe in Nam- Nam- oh God. Namibia. Namibia. Thank you. Namibia. Mm-hmm. Three years earlier, they had also found a nine-foot-three-inch giraffe in a Ugandan wildlife park. 
They published their findings in the British Medical Journal at the end of last month. In both cases, this paints an odd image in the mind. Giraffes had the standard long necks, but short little stumpy legs. Mm -hmm. It's called skeletal dysplasia. That's the medical name for the condition. It affects humans and domesticated animals, but the paper said it's rare to see in wild animals. Footage taken by the foundation showed the Ugandan giraffe standing on thick, muscled legs in the dry savanna of Murchison Falls National Park, while a taller animal with the usual long stick-like legs walked behind it. Numbers of the world's tallest mammals have declined by some 40% over the last 30 years to around 111,000, so all four species of giraffe are classified by conservationists as vulnerable. Conservation efforts have helped numbers start recover in the past decade. A U.S. website is offering $500 for an unusual short-term job. A professional binge watcher willing to watch Netflix and eat pizza. It's Bonus Finder, a website dedicated to reviewing and offering deals for legal gambling sites, said the professional binge watcher will be called on to watch and review three series on Netflix while eating pizza takeout from various locations. The selected candidate will be required to review each series based on story and plot lines, the acting quality and cheesiness and satisfaction of episodes and series endings. The person will also rate the pizzas. They sample for appearance and color, base texture, and taste. When you complete this whole thing, you will get $500. Question for you, John. Yeah. Are you out of news? Eh, I got a lot of news. It's just all like this. You know. Okay. All right. <laughs> is John breaking up or is it just me? I think he gets it's just funny you. little noises. There. I, think it's, I think it's just you. We've had odd uh, connections with the, the four of us today. Ghosts in the machine, as they say. It's been, uh, it's been fun. We uh, uh, did you guys? I know I did listen to yesterday's show. You talked a little bit about the pardons, right? A little bit, but no, very not little. Really. But did did? Oh, I guess not. Apparently, uh, President Trump uh, he uh, pardoned some rappers, including Lil Wayne. Yes. Lil Wayne. Yep. And Kodak Black, who I don't know. I, I'm not familiar with Kodak. They're among those offered clemency by President Trump. Others pardoned in the entertainment sphere were Rock Nation Chief Executive Desiree Perez and Death Row Records co-founder Death Hario, uh, not Death, Michael Hario Harris. The 38-year-old Lil Wayne hadn't yet been sentenced after pleading guilty in December to carrying a loaded firearm while traveling on a private jet. The rapper, whose real name is Dwayne Michael Carter Jr., was prohibited from owning guns because of a past felony conviction and faced up to 10 years in prison. When Carter was charged in November, his attorney cited an appellate dissenting opinion written by Supreme Court Justice Amy Conan Barrett, arguing permanently barring a non-dangerous felon from gun ownership violated the Second Amendment. Administration officials said Trump was considering Carter for a pardon. The rapper had expressed his support for Trump just days before the election, sparking a controversy when he tweeted, just had a great meeting with the at real Donald Trump, along with a photo of the two men together. We we didn't talk about it, John, but Joe did make Kenny and I listen to Lil Wayne's Packer fight song off the air, and we lasted about 30 seconds before yeah, we had to blow it up. Uh, it was not very good. Again, uh, you two crackers, I'm uh, uh, addressing you, Chris, and you, Joe. It's Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne. Little. Like how Tom Brokaw would pronounce it. Lull. You keep saying little. Little. It's little. Yeah, yeah. I won't, I won't uh, talk much about Kodak Blue except to tell you that his real name was D-I-E-U-S-O-N. Diusen? 
Yeah. Uh, octave. His real name was Diusen Octave. That was his real name. D Octave. That'd be a better D. name. D Octave. I well, like that. He, he had changed his name uh, to Bill Capri. What? <laughs> and, th- and then became Kodak Blue. Is this so, Lil Wayne we're talking about? No. No, no. This is oh, Kodak yeah. Black. Oh, Kodak oh. Black, not Kodak Blue. I, I see. Saying blue. I see. So, <laughs> disaster. <laughs> this whole show is a disaster. I'm having a lot of computer problems here. I don't know if you could hear that in the background. Sure, yeah, we, we yep. can could hear you? that uh, yeah. joke. Even, yeah. even Catherine uh, behind me is going, what the hell's that? <laughs> and she's deaf. Yeah. <laughs> you want consistency and you don't want any problems? You sure. go to Red Savoy Pizza. There we go. That's consistency. They're not working on their computer in the background. They're making a pizza <laughs> with the original 1965 Red Schoenheider recipe from the original location on 7th Street, the secret recipe that's been passed on to the new uh, treasure keeper, Reed Daniels. And uh, uh, we had it last Friday. I'm going to get it again. I love it. I always have. I've loved it since 1965. And that original recipe is available at every Red Savoy location because now you can enjoy Red Savoy all throughout the metro area, Apple Valley, Blaine, Burnsville, Egan, Eden Prairie, Edina, Hugo, Lakeville, opening in February, Osseo, Roseville, St. Louis Park, White Bear Avenue in St. Paul, downtown St. Paul, St. Paul on Snelling, that's my store, Badness Heights, and Woodbury. And uh, I'm telling you what, you sign up for the app, download the Red Savoy app, and you get little benefits like free cheese bed, bread on your first order, a free pizza on your birthday, and access to happy hour pricing. But... Uh, if you want the original soda style, S-O-T-A, the original soda style, cut in squares, it's Red Savoy with that original recipe at every location, Red Savoy Pizza. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. Uh, I'd like to take a minute and talk to you about our friends at Harmony Spirits, handcrafted in Harmony, Minnesota, in small batches using locally sourced grains. And I mentioned this a while ago, but it's worth repeating, GLers. Uh, USA Today, you know, you've heard of that publication. They're kind of well-known. They chose Harmony as the fifth best American distillery, and that was according to the Reader's Choice poll of 2020. That is so cool. And another reason why you should stop in at your local liquor store, ask for Harmony by name if they do not happen to have them on their shelves. But also just, uh, you know what? Gin, vodka, rum, doesn't matter. Uh, I personally like the barrel strength bourbon. That is my personal favorite. But uh, yeah, go into your local liquor store, ask for Harmony by name, and that is how that brand is going to continue to grow here in 2021. But now that that taproom is open down in Harmony, Minnesota, just kind of sneak in and say hi to the fellas, and please do us a favor when you stop in there. Let them know you heard about them right here on the Garage Logic Podcast. Yesterday we were discussing the two women who were beat up at Talbot's in Highland Park by a couple of feral youth teenagers. Mm -hmm. And among our speculations, we were wondering perhaps there was a company policy uh, forbidding them to take any action. And I got a note from Lucas who writes, I was listening to the uh, podcast yesterday and I heard the story about the two women who got attacked. You made a comment about maybe the business has a policy that asks them to give in and do whatever the attackers ask or something to that manner. Ten years ago when I was 18, I was held up at gunpoint at the retail store I was working. This company asked its employees to do whatever the burglars said and to not confront. 
I listened to everything the attacker said, and he had me lay down on the ground with my hands above my head. As he was violently taking money out of the cash registers, he made one of the registers fall to the ground and hit me on the back of my head, which I guess explains a lot now that I think about it. A week later, the company gave me a $20 gift card for following the policy. I still think about what or could have happened if I had decided to fight back. $20 gift certificate for getting conked on the head with a cash mm. register. Mm. Only because they come to us from Marloth Park from Mumpumalanga, mm -hmm. South Africa. It's this, from Tom Lyman, it's on this date in Minnesota history. This is very uh, apropos given the inauguration yesterday. On this day in 2017, which would have been the day after the inauguration of Trump, about a hundred, I don't remember this, a hundred thousand people gathered in St. Paul to protest the policies of Trump. He was inaugurated the previous day. The ensuing march and rally at the state capitol are part of similar events held nationwide to coincide with the 2017 Women's March in Washington, D.C. So Trump wasn't in office 24 hours and 100,000 people alone in St. Paul were complaining about him already. You, you don't remember that? I don't remember that. Well, because yeah. I, I remember us talking about it. Well, I'm sure we did. Yeah. That started just, the day after he was elected. Um, right. Yeah. That's what I just yeah. said. No, I, I mean the election in November. Oh, yeah. November. Yeah. yeah in November. Yeah. Yeah. Back in there. Are we going to release this show today, or are we just going to put it so. on the shelf? I, I think this one should. I think this one should go to the library of should go to the library of Congress and be locked up. You know what I'll do, Kenny? Maybe I'll uh, I'll, I'll keep this one. And I'll give it to the guys at radiotapes.com and let them. Uh, well, it should go under the file. Everybody's got a bleeping podcast, yeah. <laughs> including Joe's squirrel. Yeah, yeah. All right, GLers. Hey, that's going to do it for today. Hey, uh, speaking of that, don't forget to download the Pod MN app and GLers. Man, is it windy out? How windy is it? It's so windy. <laughs> well, all this month, you can get the chance to win a Garage Logic sweatshirt just simply by listening to us via the Pod MN app. Download it on your Apple and Android devices, and also please subscribe to GL on YouTube. We have really increased our following, and we're putting up videos every single day, but you can find links to all of our social media platforms at the website, which is, of course, garagelogic.com. It's that time in the program once again, GLers, where we check in with our guy, Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. And you should check in with Josh Arnold today for that free 48-minute financial consultation. Do it right now. Call 952-925-5608. When you call that number, you're always going to get straight talk, never sugar-coated advice from the man himself. And he's on the line with us right now. And Josh, I know you have been a, a, a really b a big proponent of the vaccine and how it's going to affect the markets. And uh, you've got more news on that today. Yes, I do. With a Getting the vaccine out to people is extremely important, not only to the markets and we'll say the economy, but also to the health and welfare of each one of us. This virus has really put a crimp on our behavior and on all of our plans. It has put sports behind. It has put education and that I would say big time to get the vaccine out to as many people as possible. And there are two companies currently operating under emergency use authorization, Moderna and 
Pfizer. Both stocks had seen highs last year, and they're trading closer to their lows. Johnson & Johnson could well get uh, emergency approval within the next few months. But the biggest problem with the vaccine, getting it out to people. Government and government agencies trying to work through their own process, and yet several private companies have offered to help. I know the president has talked about getting the military involved and setting up field hospitals to get that out. Private enterprise has the logistics and the expertise to get the vaccine out to as many people as possible in the shortest period of time. Walmart volunteered to handle the distribution of the vaccine through their network. Amazon today volunteered to do the same thing. And Amazon's network of distribution centers is just as extensive as Walmart. CVS said they'd be happy to handle the inoculation. Local C.H. Robinson now getting into the also one of the premier logistics companies that can handle all kinds of distribution. It would behoove government agencies to utilize private companies to get this vaccine out quickly, safely, and then handle also the inoculation. Hopefully this gets done sooner rather than later. One of our listeners, Steve, down in Lakeville, wanted. he said, uh, Reavers, can you ask Josh what's the right approach I should take? My oldest child is going to be starting college in roughly 10 years. What would you tell Steve down in Lakeville, Josh? Well, I, would, I would tell Steve if he has the availability to start a Roth IRA, start putting money into that Roth IRA, his name or use his wife to do, do the same thing. That would allow after-tax money to accumulate, no tax, and under current rules, they can pull that money out as long as the money's been in there for five years or longer with uh, limited tax liability. Second way that, you know, some people have looked at are 529 plans, but I prefer keeping the money under your aegis and not under uh, a state aegis. That's sound advice once again from the man himself. You should give him a call today, GLers. Call 952-925-5608. Talk to Mr. Money Talk for that free 48-minute financial consultation. Do it right now. Josh, thank you so much. Have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you again next week. You too, Chris. Thanks. Investment advisor services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a registered advisor in the state of Minnesota. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk.